A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Pharisees and Herodians were sent to Jesus to ensnare him in his speech. They came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you are not concerned with anyone's opinion. You do not regard a person's status, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not pay? Knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought him they brought one to him, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They replied to him, Caesar's. So Jesus said to them, Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. They were utterly amazed at him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Pharisees and Herodians point out an important attribute of Christ, which is that he's a truthful man who's not concerned with anyone's opinion. He does not regard a person's status, but teaches the way of God in accordance with the truth. And so they recognize that our Lord has no partiality. He's not on sides of things. He's only on the side of the truth. which allows him to speak into division and to speak into the split that happens in our hearts. And in fact, as they go to him, they give him this praise that he's a person who shows no partiality, but at the same time, they themselves are trying to entrap him in partiality. They're trying to entrap him by looking at something that causes a lot of division among the people, i.e., is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Because some think it's lawful and some think it's not lawful, and they're trying to pull him into this kind of controversy. And so he responds to them by calling them out of the controversy and simply saying, repay to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God's. Because the problem is not this division over whether to pay the census tax or not. The problem is the division that exists in their own hearts. In the parts of their own hearts that they're not giving to the Lord, that they're not giving to God. And in our own times, we can have a lot of division in our own hearts. And that division in our hearts gets played out in the things that we do and the things that we argue about and the positions that we hold. Within the church, it gets played out in liturgical divisions 
in our society, it's getting played out in this division that happens because of racism. Last night, there was a beautiful scene at one of the protests here in Lincoln where one of the sheriffs got up in front of the crowd and he said, because you've been peaceful, I'll kneel down with you for nine minutes. I'll join you. And it was a gesture that cut through the kind of division that exists and that division can be the division between the police force and the people and between politics and the injustice that's gone on. Division between races. It was a moment of solidarity. It was a moment of giving to God what is God's. And instead of widening the gap of division, it helped to close that gap in order to be in unity. If even in a small way, if even for one night. And our prayer should be that the same kind of division that exists in our own heart will come to a unity that that we'll be able to render our entire heart to the Lord and allow him to rule and to guide our lives. And so we pray today for the healing of division, for the healing of the division that exists within us, for the healing of division that exists in our families, in our churches, that we may fulfill the prayer of our Lord who prayed to the Father that we all be one, just as he is in the Father and the Father is in him so that we may be one in them. And we pray together the prayer of spiritual communion. Lord Jesus Christ, although I cannot now receive you in the most holy sacrament of the altar, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart and abide you and me and I in thee, in time and in eternity.